from the heart. Hello and welcome back to Horror from the Heart, episode 20. Can't believe it. we've already gotten to 20 different freaking episodes. But here we are. Um, so, okay, this time I kind of want to talk about true crime type of stuff. Now, I know there's tons of podcasts and YouTube channels and documentaries and everything that's out there that talk about true crime stuff. You know, so I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to do this the way I'm doing it. I'm not wanting to specifically talk about that, but it falls in the realm of horror. And I find it interesting because I do like true crime stuff. I don't know why, you know, I mean, same reason why I don't know why a lot of other people get like the true crime stuff, you know, but it's fascinating in its own little way from what makes these people tick to how they committed murders and how they got caught or if they got caught. So the part of this that I wanted to talk about today, though, was that kind of like fascination when it comes to true crime. Because I was having a conversation with my niece and she had brought up Hannibal Lecter. Now, Hannibal Lecter is, you know, of course, a fictional serial killer, but it was Hannibal the Cannibal. Kickback, eating people, but he was smart, he was intriguing, he was enduring. And if you watch the actual, like, TV series that they did for him, you, you really kind of felt for the guy. You know, you, you had, he had this allure to him that you just, you couldn't get away from. And I thought it was kind of interesting because she really got into that. And she's all like, he's really interesting. I'd love to be like Hannibal, not sitting there eating people, but, you know, being able to speak multiple languages like that or being able to have, you know, the life that he had as far as like the life of luxury kind of thing, you know, simply because he was an intriguing character. Now, if we take that and we get into real life stuff that's out there, there's quite a few serial killers out there or even events that have happened that have people that are just attracted to that in that kind of weird way. You know, no, weird for me, you know, maybe not weird to them, maybe not weird to you, but weird to me in that kind of way. It's like, I'd actually like to know what it is that these people are thinking when they have this kind of stuff. But take, for example, like some of the serial killers that are out there, Ted Bundy, Richie Ramirez, the Zodiac Killers, um, Eileen Wurlos, uh, Wernos, I'm sorry, uh, Eileen Wernos, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charlie Manson. You know, you're talking about these people who did these horrific, horrific things, but they have like fan clubs and stuff like that. And they have these girls that are just so intrigued with them or these guys that are so just intrigued with them, but they have fan clubs. They have websites that are dedicated to how much people love these people. Now, I know me, myself, like, it's the whole reason why I'm here. I love horror stuff. I love true crime. I love, you know, the fantasy horror, the phantasmal horror, all that kind of stuff when it comes to horror. But I would never take the time to actually idolize some of these people. Like, I really would love to know what makes some of these people tick, but not to that point. Now, I know with, like, an example, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy apparently was a handsome man, and he had this lure, and just the way he talked to people had drawn people in. I mean, that was one of the reasons why he was able to get away with what he did for so long is because he was unsuspecting and nobody would think, oh man, this, this guy's a complete creep and a serial killer and he is just an absolute downright monster. 
But even after everything had come out, you still have people who have websites that are dedicated to him and what he's done. You have people that still just fawn over him. I mean, Eileen Wuornos was another one of those ones where, you know, she did everything that she did, but there's still websites to this day that are up that are just dedicated to her. Now, on that also, you know, I was sitting there talking about this yesterday. You know, it was because it was like I'm compiling for the idea for this, you know, episode and everything. And it was the Columbine shooting. I remember hearing stories and reading stuff on that, that even after that happened, you had these teenage girls that were just so fascinated with these boys who did this horrific, horrific event. I mean, even to the point where some of these people were getting tattoos of <laughs> the guys themselves to still having like dedicated fan pages or wanting to mimic what these people did. Now, I don't know if that says, you know, the <laughs> the kind of health crisis that we have when it comes to being here in America on certain things. You know, I'm not, not here to discuss that in any kind of way because we could definitely use better mental health stuff that's over here. But still, at the same time, regardless if we did have that, I think we would still end up having these people who do this kind of stuff, who get into this that kind of way. Now, I found a word, you know, kind of searching some stuff up, doing my research and everything like that, that I've never heard before, but it, it kind of fits in this kind of genre for some, this stuff. And it's uh, hybristophilia. Now, hybristophilia is, as put down in Wikipedia is a sexual interest in and attraction to those who commit crimes, a paraphernalia in which sexual arousal, facilitation, and attainment of orgasm and responsive to and contingent upon with a partner known to have committed a crime. The term is derived from the Greek word of herbazine. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I don't speak Greek. Uh, or meaning to commit an outrage against someone. And phylo, which is, has strong, you know, strong affinity to, you know, philia, you know, phylo, that kind of thing. But it, that word, hybristophilia, right there, you know, and, and I know not everybody who gets into that kind of stuff has like this sexual attraction to that kind of thing or wants to get off on that kind of stuff. But it's still at the same time, it kind of fits in that to where it's like these people are just drawn to this kind of thing. You know, prime example, talking with my niece, like I said, you know, and her fascination with how Hannibal was. For her, it wasn't the idea of him eating people because, I mean, she definitely understands what happens when you do cannibalism uh, as far as what it does to your brain and everything. But at the same time, just the amount of intrigue that she had just in that character, you know, and to think that there's real world people out there that people will follow to the nth degree like this, you know, and uh, kind of like the whole Bonnie and Clyde syndrome type of thing. And if you've never heard that, that's kind of like that same kind of thing. It's not really the aspect of being sexually aroused or anything like that to that, but more in the idea of wanting that kind of thing because of how Bonnie and Clyde were, you know, and if you don't know who Bonnie and Clyde are, maybe later on I'll do something about that. Uh, I you know, let me know if you don't know, if you want to hear something about Bonnie and Clyde, because actually, you know, being here in the States, being here in Texas and stuff like that, you know, I, you know, you get quite a bit of information about that kind of stuff. 
But Bonnie and Clyde syndrome is kind of like in the same thing as like Stockholm syndrome in that kind of way. Whereas like instead of these people being captors, they're just intrigued. And it's like the, oh my God, you, you do this horrible, horrible stuff. And that just, I don't know what that does to me, but it makes my heart flutter. And I just, I just want to be with you kind of thing, you know. He's so handsome. He's so beautiful. You know, that kind of thing, you know. And they, you know, Richie Ramirez, you know, that, that prime example, kind of, you know, detracting from that to going into this. Richie Ramirez is a prime example. Somebody married him even after all this stuff came out. Somebody married him. Charlie Manson still has tons of fan letters that would go out to him all the time about how he was done wrong and how he was right and all this other stuff. So it's kind of, you know, like I said, in that vein of Stockholm Syndrome, but you're not a captor. You're an outside observer type of thing. So, you know, people like me, I, like I said, I like listening to the stories. I like finding out about that kind of stuff. But I'm not to that point of, you know, doing a fan club or anything like that. But I'm kind of curious if you guys know anybody who kind of idolizes some of these serial killers. Or even if you do. I mean, I'm not here to judge. I mean, that's completely up to you on what you want to do. You know, as long as, you know, for me, it's one of those, as long as you're not, you know, hurting yourself or hurting other people type of thing. You know, by all means, have all the fascination in the world that you want. Uh, so with that, though, I'm going to go ahead and end the episode about right here. My question to you guys is, what is it that you guys find so fascinating about, like, serial killers? If you get into true crime stuff, you know, with the serial killers, are is it because, you know, how they did it, why they did it, or how they got caught, you know, whatever it is. I'm, I'm really kind of curious as far as what it is that you guys think about this kind of stuff. Um, if you're listening to this on podcast, leave me a good review. If you liked it, if you didn't, you know, hey, that's up to you. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button, leave a comment down below and let me know what it is that you guys uh, enjoyed about this or what you guys think about this or answer to the question even, you know, or even if you, there's something specific that you guys might want to hear me talk about kind of thing. Um, I am on Twitter. I don't really tweet out that much or anything like that, but still, you can follow me there over there on Twitter at HorrorFTH. I also did start up a Reddit page. Um, now, I didn't really have too much going on there, of course, because it's brand new and everything like that, but it's at, you know, it's r slash horror from the heart where, you know, we can sit there and have discussions about certain things. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how many people actually jump onto there and we can get some good stuff going on over there. I did end up posting up a gameplay video of The Medium, which is on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Uh, by all means, go ahead and go check that out. and Let me know what you guys think. I think I kind of need to tweak the audio so you can hear me a little bit better. Uh, kind of turn down the game audio, but I'll get that sorted out. And I'll probably be posting more videos because I'd like to be able to do like a full playthrough of that kind of thing. And if you guys like that kind of stuff too, let me know too. Anyway, if you've made it this far... Thank you for listening. I really appreciate all the time and effort that you guys take to sit here and listen to me drone on about certain things. And I hope to see you guys in the next episode.